Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me on the show again today. Now this week, pretty much my thoughts have been dominated by three main subjects. The first was getting a few deals completed before the end of March. And that, of course, prompted last week's episode on valuations, if you uh, if you remember. Then there was a forum post that really got me thinking. In fact, it kind of stirred me up quite a bit. It was all about, um, it wasn't specifically about this subject, but there was somebody mentioning this as a strategy within it, which was the hold forever and refinance to release tax-free cash strategy. I'm sure there's a shorter version than that I've just relayed, but uh, that was very much on my mind. And uh, I'm going to elaborate on on that next week and uh, adopt something of a, a contrarian point of view to what many believe that to be the you know the the optimum tax-free strategy. However, as far as today is concerned, the most obvious ish- issue of the past week has been the budget, of course. And so that's what I'm going to focus my attention on in today's show. Now, have you ever experienced being singled out for negative treatment such as bullying or just felt that, you know, in some way people were out to persecute you or at least you had a persecution complex? I'm not talking about real persecution that uh, some people genuinely suffer, of course, here. But if you can identify with that feeling in any way, then you might be thinking, what on earth have I done to pee off the Chancellor of the Exchequer? Because sometimes I do. Whilst it could have been a lot worse, it could also have been a whole lot better as well. The budget, I mean. So why don't we get into a bit of a huddle together and try and make some sense of what is going on with the Chancellor's policy decisions that affect us as property investors. But if that doesn't work, we can always get it off our chest by having a bit of fun with the Slap George online game instead. I'll reveal more about that in a few minutes. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't usually listen to a live budget speech. I tend to follow the summary of the key points and then I read up the speech and the commentaries shortly thereafter. However, this time I I did actually decide to plug in my headphones and have a listen to the Chancellor as he delivered his around about 40 minute speech. And I have to be honest, I did actually laugh out loud when he said the former pension minister, the Liberal Democrat, Steve Webb, said I was trying to abolish the lump sum. Instead, we are going to keep the lump sum and abolish the Liberal Democrats. All very funny, I'm sure. But then, of course, I realised that politics is often just the slapstick humour from a Punch and Judy show that is often used to mask some serious issues that affect people's lives. As an aside, if you fancy getting a a little bit of steam, letting off a little bit of steam and getting things off your chest, then why not play the online Slap George game, which has had, you know, certainly the time of recording this, round about 33 million hits at the time, (laughs) at this this moment in time. So there's a link to it in the show notes. Head over to there uh, or or perhaps just do a a search. Uh, I found it on Facebook and I'm sure you can find it on the internet. But uh, that's a little bit of a sidebar, I'm I'm sure, to this this whole uh, topic rather. So a little bit more seriously and a little bit less virtual reality though, 
let's take a look at the substance of the budget rather than the show. Now, if you're brand new to property investing, or perhaps as an early stage, but then by adopting a certain approach and structure from the outset today, you could be forgiven for wondering what all the fuss was about come 2020. Or at least I hope you are. I say hope as things can still change, a point I will come back to in a few minutes. However, if you're already fairly established or even at a fairly mature stage in your property investment journey, and in particular with buy to let, you may be feeling ever so slightly persecuted of late. And who can forgive you for that? Because since July last year, the Chancellor has introduced a whole range of tax changes that directly impact on property uh, investors and buy to let investors in particular. There is the mortgage interest relief restriction, which has been spun as being not retrospective in nature, as it is being phased in gradually over the next few years. More theatre there, as it affects all existing mortgage properties regardless. And this has a, a radical impact on property investors investing in their personal names. And this is because it changes the basis of how profits and therefore our total gross income is calculated, such to exclude the interest costs on our mortgages altogether. It can push some into higher tax brackets as a result of this change. And it also reduces the profitability um, of our property portfolios for higher and highest rate taxpayers from buy to let. Then of course we have the withdrawal of the 10% fair wear and tear allowance, which in all honesty is fair, if not wearing, as it replaces an arbitrary offset allowance against profit, regardless of the actual expenditure, with the ability to offset the real cost of replacement instead. So kind of on balance that's okay. I'll give you that one George. Then of course we had the changes to stamp duty bombshell, where anyone that owns one property, including their own home, will be charged a 3% premium in stamp duty when they buy another one, whatever it's used for. This was confirmed in the most recent budget, along with the removal of a potential get-out-of-jail-free card for large property investors. And this, of course, will make buying property investment more expensive from April onwards, and partly explains the frenzied activity that's taking place in March, including in my own particular household. So nursing our wounds from these blows from number 11, we went to, into this la latest budget with a feeling of intrepidation. How will he slap us around this time, we wonder? Well, there's no real speech bomb comments that came out, such as the levelling the playing field comments that came out last time. There were merely a few announcements, which if you weren't really paying close attention, you could easily have missed. Now, I listened to the budget, read the official document from the government and made a few notes on how these changes could affect us as property investors. You can also find a copy of his speech and its policy changes uh, in a link in the show notes. But in the meantime, here are the headlines. First of all, stamp duty or stamp duty land tax to give it its full name. Um, First of all, on commercial premises it's going to be reformed and this reform is going to follow a similar sort of pattern we're told to what happened with residential property where the, there was the removal of the old slab system so it went up to a certain level and then there was a step change to a higher rate and then it, then it followed a flat line and then it step changed again. So that, that was a slab system and um, what it will probably mean is, uh, is, is, is lower stamp duty on lower value commercial properties from what I can understand at least. So we don't have all the full details, but that's that seemed to be what's coming. So I guess that's a kind of bit of good news, really, if you happen to be looking at commercial property investment. 
However, it also confirmed, the budget that is also confirmed, that the 3% stamp duty surcharge previously announced will actually take place from the 1st of April. So uh, I heard one, one investor in particular saying he was hoped that that would be uh, reversed come the budget, but that was probably slightly wishful thinking, I think. But it also applies to large and corporate investors on uh, re residential property, despite a suggestion previously that this may not be the case. So there's no, no get out of jail free card, as I mentioned, for large investors. So all, all going to be affected by this 3% uh, stamp duty surcharge. And so therefore, we better get used to the idea. The second major issue really was um, all around tax cuts. Uh, and the, the big personal tax cut came with capital gains tax. And I saw many people commenting that this is going to be great news, that we can sell property and enjoy the reduced uh, capital gains tax, which was previously 18% or 28%, depending on whether you're an eight, uh, sorry, a basic rate taxpayer or a higher rate taxpayer. It's going to be reduced to 10% and 20% respectively. But then, of course, the, the, get the caveat to that, this excludes residential property. <laughs> So that will still have, i.e. residential property, will still have an 8% surcharge. So basically, we're left in exactly the same position as we were in before the announcement. But of course, now there's a two-tier system. Uh, other assets will be um, subject to a low rate of capital gains tax when compared with residential property investment. I'll touch on this point again in a minute. And the third real change that came about and I observed was around corporation tax. Now, this, this might not affect you if you invest in your own name, but you can see why it's going to be relevant because, uh, yeah, there's a kind of sea change to be, you know, pushing us in one direction, let's say. So corporation tax will, in fact, fall to 17% uh, by 2020 instead of 18% as it's currently or was previously planned to do. So investing through a company will become even more attractive, let's say, as these corporate investors will be able to offset all of their interest costs in full at the moment. Now, Profits will be removed, you know, sorry, if profits rather will be removed from the company, they'll have to be done so in salary or dividends and therefore be subject to income tax. Um, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, the, there's going to be something of a penalty, let's say, with the income tax changes or dividend ch tax, uh, tax changes going forward. I don't know if I made sense there. I think I kind of time myself in a knot. Basically, corporation tax 17%, but you're still going to be taxed personally if you take it out in the form of dividends, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> So what can we conclude from all of these uh, latest sets of, uh, of changes then? Well, first of all, the buy-to-let investment is very much seen as rich pickings for extra taxation at the moment. An awful lot of people investing in buy-to-let will end up paying more tax in one way or another, certainly if they're investing in their own name. And even those basic rate taxpayers that do not sell a property and may think they're going to be immune to some of these changes, uh, may actually get pushed into a higher tax bracket and so could end up paying more tax then. And if that won't happen in the short term, it might happen over the longer term as you start to see the, uh, the difference between rents rising and mortgage interest payments, perhaps not rising to the same extent. So in some respects, we should not be surprised as wealth redistribution policies tend to follow an economic crash. But it just seems that this particular wealth redistribution policy it seems to be you know, targeted at the middle more than the top, certainly when we consider the changes overall and with a, with a property investor perspective. That, that's my impression anyway. Second of all, the apparently great news about the capital gains tax reduction won't be enjoyed by property investors cashing in their profits, I'm afraid, and as I said just now. 
And this is a clear disincentive towards investing in residential property and it continues the general trajectory of the Chancellor of late. In truth, we're not any worse off by the change than we were yesterday. It just makes investing in other asset classes for capital growth appear to be more tax, uh, tax efficient going forward. And other forms of property investment are going to be positively encouraged. In particular, new build development and conversions into residential property. The extension of permitted development rights and the reform of commercial property stamp duty are two such policies that support this view, for example. Therefore, the stated government policy to build more homes is actively being encouraged. And so property development becomes more appealing than property investment to some extent, as, the, as property investment through buy-to-let seems to be disincentivized, whereas property development seems to be incentivized. And I think I read once that uh, incentives work from an economic policy point of view, and it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of people following those incentives and, uh, and plotting their, their property journey accordingly. Finally, many of the changes directed towards buy-to-let investors do not apply to investors through a limited company. And this is clearly directing us to invest through a corporate vehicle instead of in our personal names. And that sounds very prudent right now. And despite the fact that obtaining finance is currently not as straightforward or indeed as cheap as when investing personally, no doubt once the tax changes are factored in, this could change. Also, the lending market will adapt to this change rather and result in more choice and competition over time as well. One word of caution here though. At present, investing through a limited company is not caught up with some of the most recent tax rates on mortgage interest relief or capital gains tax for, as they are with personal investors. But who is to say this won't change in the future? The truth is, we don't really know. Um, but we don't really have a choice right now either, I wonder. So um, I'd, you know, I'd certainly be suggesting that we consider investing for a company as one way of shielding ourselves from this type of thing. Now, obviously, if we already have existing assets, we need to take advice as to what the best thing is to do there. In fact, for any change, we should take advice anyway. So I suggest you do that. But there we are then, the slightly lighter touch approach towards property investors, at least directly. However, indirectly, there is more for us to feel aggrieved about, I'm sure. And if it would make you feel any better, just check out the show notes to a link uh, that I found to an online game, uh, which will give you the, uh, the opportunity of giving George at least a virtual slap. <laughs> so that was the uh, Slap George Osborne online game, and you'll find a link in the show notes. It's a bit lighthearted. I'm not suggesting you do it in reality. It's a virtual game. <laughs> so tell me, what are your thoughts? Are you feeling persecuted or are you adapting to the changing landscape? drop me an email, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net for a personal conversation. Or if you prefer, why not drop a comment into the Property Voice Facebook page to start a wider discussion instead. Right, that's, that's me done for another week. Next week, I plan to perhaps be a little bit controversial as I attempt to lift the lid on the reality of what some have described as the optimum tax-free approach to funding our lifestyle through property investment. And maybe I'll give George a quick slap whilst I'm at it as well. The show notes with all the links, including the Slap George game, can be found over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net, so head over there. But finally, and as always, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. Until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. 
Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.